0: Steve Sherlock with another Franklin Matters radio show, number 543 in the series. This session of the radio show shares my Talk Franklin conversation with our town administrator, Jamie Helen, and marketing and communications specialist, Anne-Marie Tracy. We had our conversation via conference bridge to adhere to the social distancing requirements of this pandemic period. We talk about the budget and the upcoming town council hearings on May 26th and 27th. talk about the housing plan now out for public comment. The Maple Hill Right of First Refusal, the clock, has started. Pop-up grant has been received and is being worked. And Art Walk Celebration, we can look forward to celebrating on June 11, 12, and 13. Links to the key topics covered here are included in the show notes. The recording runs about 30 minutes. So let's listen to my conversation with Jamie and Anne-Marie. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters and Franklin Public Radio anywhere on the internet at wfpr.fm and on the local area dial at 102.9 here for another talk franklin session with our town administrator jamie Helen. jamie happy friday happy friday steve beautiful outside yes and i'm in short sleeves for the first time in a while on my you know three season porch so yeah we're making the move gradually we just i just made the convert to the polo
1: (laughs) Just Indeed. went to the polo shirt, right? So now we're in polo <laughs> so shirt you, season. You've
0: upgraded to that, yes. I've
1: upgraded. Yeah. It is an upgrade, no doubt about it. it. Is. it is. <laughs> and our
0: communication marketing specialist, Anne-Marie Tracy. Anne-Marie, happy Friday.
2: Happy Friday, Steve.
0: It's good to be having a lot to talk about, and we'll get right into it. And Jamie, while it's been a bit since we talked, and I think we talked during the FinCom budget hearings, but now the next piece on the budget agenda, the budget cycle, is the town council hearings coming up at the end of the month. Yeah,
1: the um, the town council hearings, uh, for all the listeners out there, normally are the two, uh, the Wednesday and Thursday prior to Memorial Day. And the good news is this year we're back on schedule. Uh, with the one- year delay that we had last year for hopefully hopefully that once in a lifetime event um, uh, on uh, the once in a lifetime event on the high school football field um, you know last June um, and the budget hearings uh, usually the the process for these is uh, the council goes through the uh, what's called the bottom line on each department or line item throughout, Um, the budget, and they put holds on, um, and the ones that um, don't get held uh, are typically the ones that are really small budgets, the Board of Health Planning Board, their statutory requirements usually behind a lot of them, or the expenses behind of them, um, you know, um, some of the baked costs like pensions or debt service usually um, don't, uh, you know, uh, bring up a tremendous amount of questions just because they're pretty straightforward or we've already done the lead work in the case of like debt and interest. We did a presentation this year. Um, everybody's well aware of why we're borrowing money, what we're borrowing for and what the interest rates are. So the council usually and the public, too, usually has a pretty good idea of what those are. I think I think this year, um, you know, a lot of the budgets that normally do get held are the big ones for obvious reasons, you know, the schools, mm-hmm. DPW. The police and fire, um, and they're the they're the largest portions of the budget, so that makes the most sense. Um, you know, usually on night one, there's a, a dialogue with all the department heads. It's a great opportunity for any citizens out there to uh, learn the intricacies of the budget. Um, I would say that uh, it was uh, uh, great news this year. The finance committee did uh, you know, present a, a unanimous recommendation to the council with the budget uh, that has been presented. To your point, you've always said this, Steve, and, and I think it was uh, no different uh, this year than in past. We try to, we've tried to stretch out the finance committee hearings over four nights, so it provides ample time uh, for everybody to be able to dig, uh, as uh, Chairman Bill Dowd always says, do some deep dives into mm-hmm. the budget, you know, and also you know people don't get exhausted and wiped out with marathon meetings um You know, and uh, really, I, I think it provides a little more comfort. So, I would encourage anybody out there who really is interested in seeing the budget. www.franklinma.gov, right to the homepage, town budget, FY22. Um, I think this year's budget is probably around five or six hundred pages long. Different chunks. There's a narrative. It's keyword searchable. There's a budget book with all the numbers. Uh, keyword searchable some historical data, uh, info on stormwater, uh, the executive summary of the school budget. Um, And we actually have in there something new this year, which is a a, a two-pager on how the town spent all the CARES Act federal stimulus money over the last couple of years uh, for people that have curious questions about that, although they've been seeing a lot of press about um, the UVGI installation, which is great for the town. Um, But um, this is the last step in the FY22 budget uh, process to right now. Um, And just for listeners out there, you know, in the aura of of full transparency, you know, there will, as there always is, a budget revision uh, later in the year. Um, State aid comes in usually way later than we do our budget. Um, Retirements happen that we didn't anticipate coming. Um, Other dynamics that require adjustments to our revenue charts based on trends. We always come back, you know, usually later in the fall um, and, and revise those budgets um, we'll say I think we're still ultimately the town of Franklin is in an unbelievable position coming out of this pandemic both from this town budget pers- uh, perspective um, and also I think uh, town service perspective um, you know, we really didn't skip a beat the last year and a half um, certainly been an exhausting year for a lot of our departments and staff and, and everybody um, I think uh, a lot of folks are looking forward to the summer uh, to be able to get away just like everybody else is. Uh, but, you know, in summary, if you're, if you're really looking for the high level, you know, you, we can debate some of the minutiae in there. And that's not to say it's not important, but, you know, all things out there it really is uh, a budget that really allows the town to take big steps forward in a lot of areas. Um, there's going to be uh, some dynamics changing at the senior center budget because Aaron Rodgers has taken over and obviously coming out of the pandemic there have new needs the town clerk. budget is going to have a little uh, changes to it not huge but giving the dynamic with mail and balloting and uh, an early uh, voter registration based on what we learned last year. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, great investments in the Franklin public school district they had the second largest increase uh, in total dollars they've had. Uh, in about a decade, uh, a few years ago, um, they did get a $3 million increase this year, they're getting a $2.25 million increase, which is not at all that they want, but still uh, huge steps forward in a year where a year ago we were uncertain about everything mm-hmm. um, and we were bracing for huge revenue cuts and to be in the position we're in, um, you know, certainly has been a team effort among all of our staff, our legislative delegation, our congressional delegation, and and the the town of Franklin's residents, surely uh, have been able to weather this storm extraordinarily well. We know there's certainly some uh, some difficult times out there for some, but all things out there really, we really are being set up for great success here as we come out of the pandemic uh, in this year's budget. So really encourage anyone to attend those meetings via Zoom uh, it'll be the same structure, Steve, as, as what we've done recently, where all the participation will be for the phone or Zoom. And people can watch live on uh, Franklin TV. And uh, I think all the audio recordings, all the video recordings from the finance committee meetings are being uh, shown on Franklin TV and on Franklin Matters audio. So right. uh, plenty of information out there to, uh, to educate uh, the public on the budget.
0: Concurrent. I think effectively, this is more or less kind of the level service budget to the extent that to your point, the service is there. The, I think the only other negative that I had picked up was uh, while not losing people because those positions are open, DPW loses two slots. So they don't get to fill them going forward. Um, but the library at least may, doesn't get a waiver. Um, so there's a lots of, and to your point, the town clerk, et cetera, there's, there's lots of details there, but from a level service perspective, that's all good. Um, especially coming out of the pandemic where revenues to your credit and the town's functionings credit, we really haven't lost so much because we've been able to make that shift to virtual as much as possible. And the businesses have been able to do business as much as possible given the pandemic.
1: As far as I know, um, still to date, there's a couple restaurants in town that have had uh, other troubles that aren't related, but every liquor license got renewed this year. I didn't see any that fell off. Um, Everybody paid up. Uh, That's great news, despite Mm -hmm. what people say about the restaurants. So to your point about the business community, we know that there's been some pain out there, but there's federal relief coming too on that. In terms of the budget again, yeah, like another data point would be the effects of closing Davis there are both incorporated into the school budget and the facilities budget. Um, and, uh, And to your point about the DPW, The DPW, uh, those two positions were left actually in part of our budget management over the last year. If you go back to last summer, where we didn't know about revenues, we were you know a lot of places were closed down. We really took a big chunk out of the revenue pie to be safe, and um, and those two positions um, were never filled. So we actually had two vacancies through retirements and other folks leaving. Actually, some promotions as well and we just were able to go through and not have any service level drops um and not have to backfill those positions right away we did backfill other positions in the last Mm -hmm. fiscal year as well right uh and uh and whatnot but um when looking forward i think the dpw director said you know you know the dpw is still getting an increase in the proposal of over three hundred thousand dollars and obviously, some of that is being moved around to address the stormwater issue. But ultimately, the two positions that are in the budget, uh, you know, as the DPW explains, the Finance Committee, and we'll, I'm sure, explain again at the council meeting. You know, we're not, we're not really tradi- in a, They weren't lost or being repealed out of the budget in the traditional sense. They were just jobs that had never been filled. And when looking at the reductions that were going to have to be made to move some of the water over the stormwater, obviously we um, just said, well, that's a better avenue than maybe um, reducing the tree removal line item more or some of the other consulting services or snow and ice removal, we couldn't do those.
0: Mm-hmm. and So
1: the staff has done a great job without those two positions. Uh, we certainly would like the opportunity um, to have them. And I don't think that, to be honest, I, I don't think we've heard the last of this issue I think this is gonna be a debate to my earlier point about looking at the trends, July, August, September, in terms of the reopening, looking at the revenue trends, there's still a very good chance we're gonna be able to, to, to put those two positions back in at some point uh, during the fiscal year. Um, you know, uh, The fiscal year starts, the budget is approved, but it's, it, we never lay off uh, with budget management ever feeling is if the budget is approved and therefore it's over, it's really just the kickoff. And mm-hmm. um, it's a constant, uh, something we constantly look at throughout the whole fiscal year. So uh, the DPW budget is certainly gonna be one of the more difficult ones uh, as it's a very com- complicated one this year uh, with the stormwater mandates. You know, we are gonna uh, fulfill our stormwater uh, mandates the best that we can. And um, and we're going to be able to do that in house. And a lot of the money that's being moved over there is already money that's been in the DPW budget for years. It's work that's already been going on for years with catch basin cleaning, and, and some of the staff are going to move over to that division. So um, it's just really starting to get the town prepared for the next twenty years of investment in stormwater they're going to have to make.
0: Yeah, the potential stormwater fee is still open for the future. And then the other piece from a school budget perspective, particularly with the Student Opportunity Act, you know, the town's contribution is going to be increasing and that's still going to have to be addressed at some point too. So yeah, more to come. This is- absolutely. Those are the two,
1: and, and to that point about the schools and DBW, I think those are the two structural departments that, or two departments that structurally are going to have the most visibility moving forward. One, because they are, they do literally cover every nook and cranny of the town and right. and everybody is affected by them. But also two, financially, the dynamics in which stormwater and the enrollment issues of the school department have are very, very complicated public policy debates. And mm-hmm. so uh I don't run away from those debates. I love those debates. So we're looking forward to them. But for the next 10 years, um as this pandemic and for the next decade those are unquestionably two of the biggest issues this town is going to have to face
0: mm-hmm. yep and that's a nice segue as well too in terms of public policy pieces uh mm-hmm. the housing plan which was just released to this week um, and discussed briefly at the edc meeting on wednesday um that's out for review and public comment there'll be a host of opportunities mostly to be confirmed as scheduled but via a variety of other committee meetings, et cetera, and public forums, um, the housing plan is going to be open for comment. And that certainly is going to affect all of us in some way.
1: It's open right now. And to your point, if any listeners out there are listening to this Mm -hmm. and you're interested in affordable housing or housing, well, now's the chance, right, Steve? I mean, I think Mm -hmm. this is the moment, right? And, uh, a few points. Number one, the official uh, public hearing required by the state will be at the Municipal Affordable Housing Trust Committee in town on June 2nd at 630. Uh, that just okay. got announced today. It might be yeah. you know, in between communications here, but June 2nd at 630 p.m. Um, that's the official public hearing. There'll be a second one at on June 16th at the EDC meeting, Economic Development Subcommittee, June 16th at 7 p.m. Yep. Um, in between now and then is an open public comment period through June 25th. Um, we revised that. Uh, people can get in touch, preferably with written comments, um, to Brian Tabiner and the documents online have all the appropriate um, legal considerations at which we have to, you know, notify people and have a point of contact to put all comments in. All those comments, by the way, anything that goes has to get submitted to the state as well. Um, Part of the record. So- this is really a this is the. this is i i love the way you framed it actually steve i mean this is just another one of those issues that's always going to be here for decades to come Mm -hmm. and if people are concerned about housing i don't know who isn't uh it's just this is the golden opportunity to get engaged and and then there'll be a third uh opportunity that presuming the plan as is or with comments gets amended moves to the town council and the planning board then you've got two more opportunities at the planning board and town council who have their own public meetings in july and august um, that the uh, idea would be by the end of the summer we'd have an approved plan to submit to the state um, which is really just the t-ball league to get ready for the master plan community-wide update in the next couple of years uh, and the uh, downtown zoning uh, review that we're doing with mapc over the fall so A lot of great things happening and a lot, I hope the listeners out there really tune in. To well, if you're listening to this podcast, then you really are tuned in, but to go to the website, look at the town calendar, try to follow your site, other sites, Steve, Franklin Mm -hmm. TV for all of these dates. And uh, we know people are tired and burnt out, but um, it's a great opportunity to get engaged on some really, really important issues coming up
0: yeah this is clearly and will reinforce um this is the opportunity and there's nothing you know magic about it it is work it is reading but it is a conversation and housing to what we've discussed is very important what is what will the housing look like do we have to adjust zoning uh what will that be uh there may be additional granting the mapc will help us help you and us do the kind of zoning analysis, particularly around, say, the downtown and the transit piece. But Forge Park also has a transit out there, and there's a bunch of areas around there that could be potentially included in that as well from the transit concept that they're looking to do. So there is a lot going on. And to those who are listening already, thank you. Bring your neighbors and friends into the conversation as well.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, just think about what we're talking about here, though, as this pandemic you know, kind of, you know, hopefully starts to subside. I mean, we're talking about really great, positive economic development, housing, budgetary messages. Mm -hmm. These are good challenges every community has. These are not just unique to Franklin. But to your point about Forge Park, there's just still a lot of incredible opportunity in front uh, in the future here for the town. And, um, you know, obviously, we have a new neighbor with the dairy farmers in America who have taken over the, the old Gorillac milk plant over there um, and trying to build relationships with them. Uh, they are now a part of the community. Uh, but, you know, th- these are all good things that, um, you know, after what we've seen in the last 16 months and what we see in other parts of the country and other parts of the world, This is just an incredible, incredibly good position to be in uh, here in May of 2021 looking forward. So uh, it's good stuff. Speaking of good things is going to be your segue, I think, for the next
0: Well, good things (laughs) in housing potential related or at least planning related, uh, we we had teased, at least as you teased at the council meeting, the Maple Hill right of refusal is the clock's underway.
1: Fox underway, the Maple Hill uh of First Refusal, uh, which is the 70 acres plus minus over on the approved subdivision uh, near Kimberly Bridal, Hancock, smashed in between there off of Maple Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, frequently tiled Maple Hill, because I think that's the name of the housing development. Uh, May 5th is when the uh, writer first refusal came in. The town has 120 days. Uh, that's about Labor Day um and there's going to be an executive session this week the recommendation of our town council uh town attorney um to uh to make sure there's an executive session to discuss the property and make sure uh the legislative body are all on the same page with all the same information uh, my educated guest tells me is we will announce hopefully um you know the process moving forward at the end of that evening uh this uh Wednesday and we'll hopefully give a clearer picture to all of your listeners and everybody else in the community as to what the process and some of the dynamics are and options the town has uh, uh, on how to exercise that right, right of first right of first refusal or not. So, um, you know, there will be many stakeholders involved here. The town council ultimately mm-hmm. is the, the final say. Sure. Uh, I think the finance committee uh, will have a role as Absolutely. they should and the community preservation committee depending on what comes out of a discussion with the council, uh, they also may have uh, a role here. I would anticipate they will one way or another. So yeah. uh, there'll be plenty of opportunity for everyone out there to comment, lobby, share your piece. Uh, I just ask everybody to just, uh, you know, uh, enjoy the beautiful weather this weekend. Don't worry about all that yet. Do not stay inside and no. and, and write emails uh just wait till next wednesday the 19th the 20th 21st uh, i'm sure it'll come up at the budget hearings too there'll be plenty of opportunities for people to um have their piece. but enjoy the nice weather um all that uh will come out uh next week so people mm-hmm. should be uh people should understand the lay of the land moving forward after that the price tag was 4.59 million just for the record i said it that night too yep. uh, which was a little lower than we anticipated so um, we're looking forward to it. And we've been waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> There's a lot of people down there that wait a really long time. Yeah. Um, and so it's nice to finally be in summer here uh, with some beautiful weather out and, and be able to have this discussion. And I will also be giving uh, a revised open space update uh, from the one I did at the Community Preservation Committee in April. And I will be doing a uh, likely a very extensive PowerPoint presentation on the uh, right of first refusal. Uh, at that public hearing date, So people will, their questions will be answered.
0: Mm-hmm. indeed. Stay tuned as always, be aware. And segueing from kind of that uh, being aware and then economic development, we've got some other pieces coming with a pop-up and the grant that you announced a week ago, two weeks ago. I'm, I'm losing time, but there's a new grant and a collaboration piece for a pop-up downtown.
2: Yeah, time is flying. I can't, I don't remember the timeline either. Um, but I'm super excited about um, our pop-up shop opportunity. Uh, the town of Franklin and the town of rentham received a joint regional pilot project grant from the Massachusetts Office of Housing and Economic Development, and we're plugging along here. We've been um, securing a few spaces in downtown Franklin, and the goal of this project is to it's economic development, like you said, Steve. But the the main purpose of this project is to help small business owners um, make that leap from, you know, working in their home, trying to put, um, you know, their dreams into reality, and 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 making that leap to signing a lease and and um, securing a location is a huge one for people who are running a small business. It's a lot. It's a big commitment, and. They, they cross their fingers and hope it'll work out. And this opportunity will give them a chance to really test the market and know what their traffic will be, who their target audience is, how to market the space, and what it's like to have a physical location. So we're, we're really trying to give them that experience and that opportunity. Uh, it would also be a really great fit for a business that's looking to expand and, again, mm. is just trying to make that leap. So we're very excited about the locations. Um, We're going to be announcing them soon. We're just, there's so many different pieces of this puzzle, uh, you know, trying to come together, but um, we did put it out on our website. I just posted the application. So people who are interested in sort of, um, you know, telling us what their thoughts are, we're going to be working with every interested party on a case by case basis, just to see you know, what, what we can do and how we how we can possibly make it work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, every business is different, but I'm very excited about it. I'm very grateful for the uh, support from from the state uh, in, in helping us with this grant.
0: Yeah, and while yeah. we talk about the grant, you also get a grant. and We forgot to include it in the piece, but um, there's a, a welcome center for downtown as part of a grant.
2: Yes, Pardon? we get a mini a mini grant is mini what they call it, from the um, Metro West Visitors Bureau. And this grant is it's a mini grant, like I said, but the the um, we sort of have long term plans for this. So the goal is to start by creating a uh, engaging um sort of a, a mini visitor center, uh, but have it be web-based and tablet-based specifically. And we're going to be putting it in our lobby for now, but building it on a tablet and building it, you know, as a web-based um, Product will allow us to duplicate it. Will allow us to move it, and um, we'll see how it goes with it. I'm super mm-hmm. excited uh, about being able to maybe capture the people who are coming into the municipal building. You know, we're more open now. Things are looking brighter out there as far as mm-hmm. um, you know restrictions go. And and really, when we have people come in who are trying to do business in the town, expose them to not only what uh, what there is to do in Franklin and all the great. Aspects of tourism here, but also to the greater uh, region and the Metro West, because the more people we have coming to this region in general, the more exposure our town also gets.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And then that gives us a great segue into what's happening that second week of June. I think we teased about it before, but now the official announcement is out and we'll be able to celebrate the Art Walk uh, June 11, 12, and 13.
2: Yes, I know. I mean, Steve, you and I have been on on many meetings about this. Uh, you know, getting ready for it, and this is just—I um, think—the first—the first thing coming out that feels like a step towards normal, and mm-hmm. I think the cultural district did such a great job planning events um, that are appropriate for where we are at right now in COVID times, but uh, also so fun. Uh, so I hope people will go and visit their website and see the calendar event of events. There are performances, um, artist displays, and um, all sorts of things happening on the Common. Um, the Black Box has all of their events. There's a kickoff ceremony. So there's just uh, just trying to use the arts, which everybody can relate to. Everybody can, can um, you know, find some joy in, in what they uh, want to take in, in artistically and just get out there a little bit uh, and let the arts kind of help us come back.
0: Mm -hmm. And the key there, I hope, is that we get close to the weather we're getting this weekend for that weekend as well, because everybody will be out and about, and especially for the kids who will be doing a scavenger hunt for some animals out and about. That would be just so good to see so many people out and about, obviously socially distanced, but outside, having some fun, enjoying some art, enjoying some of the businesses to the downtown as well as the performances between the black boxes you said. Historical Museum, I believe has one or two and Mm -hmm. Town Common has some of the others coordinated as well with the uh, farmer's market. Um, yep. so yeah there's, there's a lot happening
2: there. there's you're right steve there's so many people who are involved in putting this together obviously the cultural district um is the you know overseeing all the events but uh there's a lot of collaboration here and it just goes to show you with what can happen when people work together um, so many of the events are free so for people out there listening, you know mark your calendars and and uh take advantage of this there are a few ticketed events um and those are available on the website as well so if the, any of those are of interest people should go online and get your tickets Mm. but the majority of these events are are free to the public just trying to get people to cut out there enjoy the Mm. arts enjoy our community enjoy our cultural district
0: absolutely and I've already shared one interview with uh, Nancy Schoen uh chair of the cultural district I've got another one being scheduled with a couple of the artists and a couple of the businesses who are going to be displaying the art so we can use that also as a promo so Stay tuned. I know you've heard that a few times. But yeah. But thank you. Thank you for listening and continue to listen. I <laughs> that a lot. <laughs> indeed, indeed, there is a lot happening, and most of it is good. Uh, certainly, a lot of this stuff is good, so there's nothing wrong with that part. This stuff's well, all fun. Most- I mean, these are
1: the these are the fun things, Steve, where you get like lots of open government, transparency, policy decisions, big hot mm-hmm. topics. We're trying to address them, and then. You know, I think uh, Anne-Marie's efforts, you know, plus many others, Nancy and and Roberta, Pandora, partnership. I mean, again, it's such a it's such a collaborative community, Um, There's a lot of great events coming up. Um, I think the later in July is probably when uh, more will pop up. Um, I know the Fourth of July and uh, gentlemen who are coordinating that are still trying to look at maybe a scaled back event. Uh, to some degree, just to just to have something for people to do. So uh, everybody's itching to get outside and have some fun again and go to concerts and eat outside and do whatever they do. And, and it's just, uh, it's great to see all this great activity happen.
0: It is It is. we we all need it. And we can all get engaged and help the local business shop local, Talk Franklin, <laughs> shop Franklin, Use the uh, get gift cards. It, it, it's all good. They're all connected in some way.
2: It is all connected. That's that's kind of one of the great. Jamie, you said it well. It's just it's such a collaborative community, and when people come to work together, it's just amazing what what we can accomplish.
0: Mm-hmm. Many hands make light work. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for your time today, and enjoy the rest of the weekend. Absolutely. You too.
1: Thanks a lot, Steve. And by the way, for the record, I wish this weather was here every day. Wow. <laughs> I think these are like the days we wait for <laughs> in New England all year and suffer through snow and sleet uh, for days like today. So it's good yeah. stuff. Hopefully we are gonna have more of these. feels good.
0: We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? The piece is titled Ernesto Mañana, copyright Michael Clark and Type Tunes in 2008 and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.